Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. What health coaching certification program do I recommend? I get this question asked all the time. Well, I've finally vetted them out and the one program that outshines all others is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition or FDN. There are three reasons why. One, it's very clinically based and teaches labs. I myself turned down a master's degree in functional medicine because it didn't teach labs. Two, you have lifetime access and it always gets updated. This is important because things change and you need to be in the know. Three, when you complete the training on your timeline, they have an incredible post-grad community. So they don't just kick you out on the streets and say, good luck. If you've been thinking about receiving your health coaching certification or are a practitioner looking to branch out and scale a virtual practice, now is the time. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and those you're about to help. Go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Check the show notes for a $250 off code available for a limited time. I am happy to announce that I have partnered with Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because I love their program so much. They're now the podcast sponsor. All right, let's get into the podcast episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. We're finishing up this season and we're finishing up this year, but I want to bring to you one of the most knowledgeable experts in the keto and carnivore industry. Danny Conway is her name. Not only does she know keto and carnivore, but she knows horses too. This girl likes to compete in the horse realm too. So Danny, welcome on. Thanks so much, Dr. Kelly, for having me. All right. Why keto? Why carnivore? <laughs> well, years ago when I was 65 pounds overweight on a fat-free diet. What? Yeah. yeah. I did not of- know that about you. <laughs> Tons of hormone and digestive issues on you know, all the chicken, you know, chicken breast, brown rice and broccoli diet doing an hour and a half of cardio a day and still getting, you know, gaining weight, I decided to do things a little bit differently. And the low carb approach was something I had never tried before. This was back in 2007. So there was no social media, there was no, I don't know if there was internet at the time, honestly. (laughs) Well, I was a senior in high school, so probably not. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like a grandma. No, just kidding. And that's just, you know, that all just kind of set me down a path looking for something different. So I started um, with low carb, moved into keto and then, you know, a few years later into carnivore. And, you know, at the time, probably about a year or two into it, I started to realize that, you know, when I started to actually get results, I was probably not the only woman struggling telling, you know, with, with the doctor saying your blood work is normal and why do I still feel like crap? Um, and so that just kind of, again, led me down a path looking for something different uh, nutritionally as well as a different approach with functional medicine. Okay, so you're walking through the keto, keto world and carnivore world back when there wasn't podcasts, back when there wasn't Google, back when there wasn't social media. How did you do it? And, and what did you find that 
not only you yourself run into problems, but then other people run into the same problems still. So how did I find it? I mean, I, you know, I, at that time I was before I had any certifications. And so I was working with a nutritionist in San Diego. Uh, That's where I lived at the time. Um, And she had somewhat of a low carbish approach. So that was kind of like a little bit of an intro, but I did not work with her for a long period of time. I just sort of continued on my own um, and then just started to do some experimenting and noticed that I felt better and better removing the refined foods, the refined carbohydrates, the sugars. Um, and, you know, I craved fat. I craved ice cream all the time. Well, you know, we all know I didn't need ice cream, but I did need good fat and good protein because that was limited in my previous, you know, fat-free diet. Sometimes I crave the popcorn and it's not the popcorn. It's the butter on the popcorn. Yeah. Like we do the pop, we, we pop it ourselves and I drench it in butter. And I need a whole bowl by myself. Right, right. It's just like, I need the fat. Right. And it changes in the hormonal cycle, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think that intuitively as women, especially we, t- you know, we can have cravings that can be on point. I think we just sort of have to do a check-in and make sure that we are not telling ourselves like, oh, if you're craving cookies that that's what you need it typically means something's missing or there might be like a deficiency in some in some cases and for as you're talking about like with the fat that's what was true for me because I wasn't eating any fat at that point yeah how did you feel differently when you started changing these up um so definitely more energy uh, less cravings so food cravings not so much sugar cravings but just food cravings was something that I struggled with significantly I mean food cravings literally ran my life it was like one meal and then worried about what I was going to have at the next meal. Um, so lots of blood sugar instability. Well, I know that now, but I didn't know that then. Um, so energy, cravings, mood, and then that kind of uh, transitioned into like my hormones being better, my gut being better. And then of course, you know, feeling satiated after meals as well. So that sort of like allowed me to get more control over the food and the eating in general. Um, and that, of course, led to to the weight loss. Besides food, what were you doing for exercise? Uh, I was doing an hour and a half to two hours of cardio a day before I found this way of eating. <laughs> like running on the treadmill? What? Uh, treadmill, spinning, spin classes. It was terrible. It was completely terrible. I mean, talk That's about... a lot of time. Yeah, because I thought that eat less, move more, lose weight, eat less, do more cardio, lose weight. Except for me, it was eat less, do more cardio, have more cravings and gain weight. What's your, what's a better formula now? Eat fat, eat protein, do resistance training, change body composition, more muscle mass, (laughs) less body fat. (laughs) Okay. So first off, more meat, more fat. Help us out. How do we do that? So um, any meat sources go unless, you know, somebody happens to have sensitivities or histamine issues. So everything from beef, chicken, lamb, pork, duck, um, venison, if someone has access to more game type meats. I'm married to a hunter. It's like all married to a hunter. Okay. I think I, as I was saying that, I thought something, I I thought I remembered that. Um, And then, you know, fats or Eggs, of course, dairy, if it's tolerated. So just to clarify with dairy, I mean more like Greek yogurt, you know, full fat Greek yogurt, full fat cottage cheese, 
um, cheese in some cases. I don't, I, I'm a minimalist with dairy for sure. And that's what I recommend as well. Um, and then as far as fats go, I mean, butter, ghee, tallow, duck fat, lard, bacon, pork belly, bacon grease. Those are, you know, kind of like main most available sources. I don't even know half of those things that you just listed. Fat sources. I'm like, okay, I got bacon down, bacon and bacon grease. Uh, ghee, what the heck is that? Um, so ghee is basically uh, butter that the most of the, the lactose in the dairy is removed. So many people who don't tolerate dairy can tolerate ghee. There's a small percentage that don't. Um, but do you buy it? Do you make it? What do you? You can you can do both. You can buy it. I buy it. <laughs> you can make it, but I buy it. <laughs> yeah. Where do you get it from? Uh, Whole Foods, the even Amazon grocery stores, um, online. There's a lot of online sources now, so it's definitely readily available. Um, what about butter and eggs? Absolutely. Eggs are fantastic because of the yolks. All the nutrition is in the yolks. So if you're going to eat the eggs, eat the whole egg, not just the white. I know. My, my son is like, Mom, I just want the white egg. I'm like, there's nothing in the white egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you have some like egg, egg yolk? To us? We, we do scrambled eggs and omelets. I always wonder when people have to eliminate eggs, like what the heck do you eat for breakfast? Meat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we do eggs, scrambled, and omelets. With like bacon and I'd probably use more cheese than you would. But and on occasion I'm like, okay, if you just want white eggs, we gotta have something else with it. You can't just have the white eggs. Okay, so there's that's keto. First, before we get into carnivore, what's the difference? Keto okay. carnivore. Okay, so with keto, I will add like keto would be lower glycemic vegetables, so avocado, coconut, olives. Um, broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, um, kale, uh, any of the lower glycemic vegetables are basically what we would say keto approved because keto is 20 grams of carbs total per day or less. Um, and then with carnivore, carnivore is meat only. So any of the meats, meat and fat we just listed, it's meat and fat only, um, no plants. So no almonds, no nuts, no seeds, which would also be keto, um, no vegetables as far as carnivore goes. How do you differentiate what a person should be on? So depending on what's going on for them. So a lot of um, carnivore is like the best, uh, you know, meat-based elimination diet, especially for like autoimmune type conditions, other gut issues, even some hormone issues. Um, so really depending on how severe of symptoms someone's having and what foods they're tolerating, what level of elimination they want to, you know, they can sort of get behind as far as like their program. Um, because my two of, I have many goals for clients, but two of my top goals for clients are results and sustainability. And so unless someone has significant issues, let's say with avocado, um, and they didn't feel like it was realistic to um, be carnivore for like a longer period of time. I want to design a program for them based on what they feel is sustainable. If someone feels carnivore is sustainable, and there's a lot of people out there, I know it sounds crazy, but there's a lot of- I'm trying to wrap my head around it, like only meat? Holy yeah. Sucks. And so there are a lot of people out there that, that it is sustainable for. And those are the people that do well with it in the beginning of their program when they feel like they could 
continue with it in the end of their program. Um, now, in some cases, I will start with that if if they have histamine issues going on or other things going on where we do have to eliminate most plants, all plants, and then we sort of work on the root cause stuff, figure out what's going on, rebalance that, then get to a place where they are able to start reintroducing foods back in. And that would be sort of, you know, a spectrum of differences between, you know, someone who may not have to eliminate all plants and they can still heal their body without, you know, without doing that to someone that can eliminate the plants for a period of time to someone that would maybe just want to go forward with carnivore for a longer period of time and feel like they can, you know, live that way. And, you know, there's tons of, you know, between clients and stories that I know of for, you know, things like mental, mental illness, depression, anxiety, um, you know, MS, different, different types of things, but bipolar disorder, like you would be, you know, amazed to hear some of the stories that just eating meat helped with, with some, with some individuals. How long do they need to just eat meat? Like if they were to try it out, how long should they give themselves? I think realistically two to four weeks just to see what happens. You know, I think that if you try to eat, try to do a diet for two or three days and then you go off of it and then you try to do a diet for four days and go off of it, what's going to happen? It's only going to mimic every other yo-yo diet that's out there and it's going to be limited results. Um, so when you first do start reducing carbs, whether you're eating keto or carnivore, there's going to be a little bit of a detox, you know, detox response, depending on what type of diet they were eating before, depending on if they were, you know, standard American diet, or maybe they were a little bit more paleo, and that would be a little bit easier to kind of transition into carnivore or keto. Um, so all of that can depend on, you know, what they're doing prior. Yeah, you can, I mean, we're just brushing the surface of this, but you got to get into to the details. And what are some of the biggest myths or mistakes that people make when they try to, because keto is a hot topic. Absolutely. What do they do? What yeah. are people doing wrong? Um, so I think uh, I see, biggest things I see, not enough protein, not enough fat, so under eating. So a lot of women that have a history of under eating, uh, just with yo-yo diets in general, restricted, restriction dieting, things like that, have a tendency to go into keto or carnivore for either weight loss or healing purposes, but they also go into it and under eat. So I always say like a restrictive diet on paleo is just like in a restrictive diet on carnivore. Like if you're under eating, you're under eating no matter what type of diet you're on. Now, if you're carnivore, then hopefully you're getting more nutrients. However, metabolically, your body's still going to you know, probably you might lose some hair or you might have skin issues or you might not have enough energy and all, all of that will kind of, sh you know, show up as far as that goes. Um, so under eating is a big one between either keto or carnivore. Um, uh, eating too much fat in the absence of eating enough protein, that's another big mistake that I see. Uh, and so, you know, getting enough protein is going to be important for hair, hormones, muscle, uh, energy, mood, uh, sleep, and of course, fat, you know, there's so much, so many benefits to getting enough fat as well, but someone really has to just work on that, that right balance of macronutrients, which is one of the things that I work a lot with clients with, is the right ba balance for their body, their metabolism, what's going on for them. Other mistakes I see, um, 
too much junky meats or dirty meats was, was kind of like the term that we use in, in the in the space of like pepperoni, salami, um, things like that. So yeah, they're meat. Yes, they're meat. However, eating a, you know, plate of pepperoni is not like eating, uh, you know, some ground beef or even, you know, a steak or chuck roast um, or other really good cuts of meat where you're, you know, that's where you're getting your nutrients from. Would you say those meats are more is it can you call them man-made? Uh, did you say oh, are the meats like like the salami, the pepperoni, like yeah, of course. To me, that's more yeah. To me, it's like man-made versus animal, real animal products. Exactly, that's exactly right. Because you know, not to mention that they're super highly processed. Most of them have added. You know, there's more available now that don't have a lot of additives, but more than more than not there's added sugars there's added additives you know they're not gluten-free there's milk products that you know non-fat milk powder like really random things added you know so really it takes looking at that that nutrition label to see like what's actually in there so make your life easier and just get real meat that's the bottom line. exactly i always laugh yeah. at like you walk down the grocery store aisles and it's like the veggie burgers this is so much healthier for you now like that's just full of chemicals like oh my god it's crazy and people fall for it which is brilliant marketing on their part but it, i would much if i'm going to eat meat, i'm going to really eat real stuff not man-made hormone chemical toxic crap that they're going to call a veggie burger or whatever the heck they want to call them okay we got into some nitty-gritty details keto carnivore Share some cool patient experiences that you've had. Yeah. So I have been blessed to work with so many women and men over the last 16 years. Um, so everything from, you know, weight loss. So women who come to me that their weight has literally been stuck for two years. I mean, years like plateau, weight loss, stall, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we just make some adjustments and you know, to their macros and the types of foods they're eating, or maybe their eating schedule because, oh, another big mistake is too much fasting too soon. So that's a huge one. My, my approach is always fueling before fasting. So making sure everything's right during the eating window before even remotely trying the fasting. And I know that's a you know, big controversy because you hear so much about, oh, just fast, that'll solve all your problems. And I am, I do not believe that. I can't do it. Uh, I I know there's a practitioner that does a 30 day fast and you know him too, I'm sure. And I'm like, how the heck are you doing that? Yeah. I like my, my steaks. I mean, intermittent fasting, I do some intermittent fasting and I think in, you know, in time for some people, like I said, um, but those, that type of extended fasting, that's not my jam. Are you a, like a 16, eight? What are you kind of um, anywhere from 13 to 16, depending on my schedule. So in the 12 or 13 range, some don't really consider that intermittent fasting, but I definitely feel like that's long enough to at least give my digestion a break overnight. Um, and then, you know, I do a lot of, uh, working with, you know, fasting and macro adjustments and resistance training adjustments based on women and their cycle and where they are in their cycle. So that's another big piece of the puzzle, um, as well. So really just, you know, no, there's no one size fits all in terms of, of any of that. Okay, keep going. One more patient story. Okay, yeah. Um, so I was just saying weight loss, women who are really stuck. Um, and then 
uh, just low energy, low mood, hormones, uh, you know, women who lose their period because of whatever reason is going on prior to, we kind of get them on the right foods and get their cycle back. Um, and then of course the, the digestion really uh, huge improvements in digestion, you know, all the things that no one wants to talk about, but I know you do bloating, gas, constipation, yeah. <laughs> all the good stuff. What about when you said hormones, what do you ever get people with heavy painful periods? Um, yeah, so I do. A majority of my clients are more in the perimenopausal menopausal range. So 35, 40 into their sixties, um, even beyond then. Um, but yes, I do have some clients that are, you know, in their thirties and still struggling with the heavier periods, lots of cramping, you know, estrogen dominant type symptoms. Do you, do you recommend which diet for that most often times? Um, so, so either, either keto carnivore, or even just a low carb. So I really work with clients on the spectrum of like low carb to carnivore. I really want to always do what's best for the client. I'm not like attached to any particular, everyone has to be carnivore or everyone has to do a certain thing. Um, but basically with the hormonal stuff, especially, you know, the animal foods, the cholesterol, the egg yolks, the butter, all the things that we're told are bad, you know, our steroid hormones rely on cholesterol as a backbone for their, um, for their, you know, health and balance. And that's what these, a lot of these women are missing, um, in terms of their hormones. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I told you, she's one of the biggest experts in the industry. So Danny, where can they find more about you? Yeah. So my website, nutritionthenaturalway.com. Super excited. There's a new site coming in the, in the next few months. Um, and my Instagram, I spend some time there, carnivore.keto.fitness. Okay, say your website one more time. Nutritionthenaturalway.com. Okay. All right, guys, if you're wondering how to bust through those uh, weight loss plateaus or anything you want to know about keto, carnivore, all the things, go follow Danny on her Instagram. Check out her website. She's going to a brand new one coming soon. I'm, I'm excited to see that. And Danny, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Dr. Kylie. The health coaching certification program that I recommend is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, or FDN. You can get started anytime. So grab the $250 off code from the show notes and go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie and get started. Don't wait any longer. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and for those you're about to help. fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal? on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it, and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon, Why Are My Labs Normal? by Dr. Kylie Burton. Leave a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.